What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode. This, of course, is not the final cut. Uh, I'm Sam Brown. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast. You may have noticed I don't usually do the intro. That is because Greg is not here today. Greg is on vacation. That's also the explanation for the lack of uploads recently. Also, I'm going to be going to a cabin with some of my friends tomorrow. So, you know, just a lot of stuff going on right now. But I figured I would do a little mini, mini-sode, as we say in the podcast business, uh, just by myself. So be warned, this is going to sound less like a podcast and more like the insane ramblings of a man speaking at a computer, uh, because that's what it is. So I did want to do a little bit of news. It's not a crazy news week from what I saw, but there are some notable things uh, for, your, for your superhero fans, Daredevil is apparently getting a MCU show. From what I've read, it is going to keep most of the same cast, if not all. Uh, I think the writers may be different, but uh, don't quote me on that. It appears to be a soft reboot. I think they're going to keep the things that were good and get rid of the things that were bad. I never saw the Netflix show. I've heard from a lot of people it's good. It just never really piqued my interest. But I'll probably watch this because... Uh, you have to watch all the Marvel stuff to know what's going on. And I have awful fear of missing out. So you know, I've got to watch all the stuff, whether I want to or not. Um, but I'm, I am looking forward to it. I, I do think Daredevil's an interesting character. And I think Charlie Cox is a good actor. So, you know, I'm going to watch it. I'm looking forward to it. Cannes, Cannes Film Festival is going on this week. There's some, some news coming from Cannes. First of all, uh, everyone's, everyone's getting standing O's. Everyone's you know, hooting and hollering after all the movies for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. Uh, the film Triangle of Sadness received a eight-minute standing ovation, and the film Decision to Leave received a five-minute standing ovation. I wouldn't really put too much weight into that. I'd take that with a grain of salt. I think a lot of people are kind of just excited to be there. I know I would be. Uh, if I were at Cannes, I damn well know I'd be standing up clapping for 30 minutes after every movie, even if I hated it, because it's cool. It's cool to be there. So I just, I think it's more so that you hear this every year where, oh, this got a standing ovation, that got a standing ovation. I'm sure the movies are good, but I would say don't take weight in how long the ovations were. However, you should take weight in deals, big business deals that are going on. Uh, David Yates' film Pain Hustlers, uh, David Yates, of course, being the director of the last four Harry Potter movies, as well as the Fantastic Beasts movies, he has a, a film at Cannes. It was picked up by Netflix for $50 million, so big deal there. And then Fingernails, which is directed by Christos Nico. I am so sorry. I know that I pronounced that wrong, but doing doing my best here. And starring Jesse Buckley and Riz Ahmed was picked up by Apple TV Plus. So another another deal getting done. Jesse Buckley and Riz Ahmed. I wouldn't go as far as to say that they're like rising stars. I think they're a little bit past that. They're not necessarily A names at this point. But Jesse Buckley most recently was in Alex Garland's film Men. Uh, she was in Fargo season four, uh, among other things, of course. And Riz Ahmed. Many of you might know from Star Wars Rogue One, 
Uh, he's also in Nightcrawler and Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal is an excellent movie. I do recommend you watch that. He's incredible in it. Yeah, they're in a film together. Got picked up by Apple TV. If you have an Apple TV subscription, look forward to, to seeing that in the next however many months. So the Mission Impossible trailer, I believe yesterday at, at the time of recording was leaked. I did not watch it. I know a lot of people who did. I keep seeing on Twitter people saying like Mission Impossible is reviving cinema. It's going to be the greatest movie of all time. And I don't really know whether that's like a meme or if they're being genuine, that it looks really good. But I mean, I think they're fine movies. Of the six that have come out, I think three are good movies, two are bad movies, and one is overwhelmingly average. So, you know, when half of the movies are good, I think that's a fair franchise, especially a franchise that's been going on for that long. I'm excited for the new one. I think the last one was the best or second best. Uh, but I'm probably not going to watch the leaked trailer. I just think it was notable to bring up. Moving on from news, I did want to do a quick review just to, to put some more substance into this mini-sode. Uh, and I was thinking about it. And, you know, we're a, a new podcast. We're starting fresh. We don't have that many listeners right now. And how do you, as a new podcast, kind of get the views, get anything for the listens? get those numbers up, you do something topical. And I was thinking about it, and what's more topical right now than Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, huge movie, everyone's talking about it. People think it's gory, people think it's not gory, whatever. So naturally, I will be talking about Sam Raimi's 1981 film, Evil Dead. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of thought for a second, maybe I should do Doctor Strange because it's a big movie in theaters right now. But I figured Greg is kind of more versed in just Disney in general, but I think, I believe he's more versed in Marvel stuff than I am. I'm probably not the best person to do a solo review of a Marvel movie. Um, I'm more comfortable with horror. And Evil Dead is a movie I've seen multiple times. It's something... I know, like, not the ins and outs of, but I, I know this movie fairly well. And it's tenuously related. I, I do have a reason for it uh, to be the review. So just talking really quickly about the plot, it's five friends who, you know, go to a cabin in Tennessee and, oh, the cabin's kind of creepy. And there's a book and they, they play a tape that reads from the book. And then so all the spooky stuff happens. The, evil, the dead is, is coming back and the trees are evil and whatnot and what have you. So it's a relatively simple movie. I think anything beyond that that I say would be veering a little close to spoilers. It's not like horrifying. It's not like you watch this movie and, and you're not going to be able to sleep for the next like however many days unless you already are scared of horror. I think if you're comfortable with horror, it's a relatively easy watch. Uh, it's an hour 25 minutes. It's, it's brief. It's shoestring budget. I, I prefer that. I kind of like that. But I know people who would say, oh, it's not well made because it, oh, it looks cheap. It is cheap. It's, it was like a, a school project for him. So I, I don't know. I think that's a, a disingenuous criticism. But uh, a, a few notes. I think it's camp. It's campy, 
It's intentionally silly. I think that word kind of gets thrown around probably a bit too much. I think I'm a, I'm a victim of throwing that word around too much, but this is genuinely the definition of camp. It's, you know, it's stupid on purpose. Uh, there's a scene where they first get to the cabin and they're like throwing around their bags and, and they're going, hey, 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 and yelling and stuff. And then they throw a bag at Bruce Campbell's stomach and he makes the, the womp noise from um, Mario. He goes, Ooh. it's it's dumb. It's a stupid movie and a lot of stupid stuff happens in it. But I think that's, you know, that's part of the uh, charm of the movie. As I mentioned before, the plot's very simple. It's not like a crazy, so many twists and turns script. Um, uh, in my opinion, the biggest weakness is a lot of the dialogue writing. It's not great. The characters don't really feel like real people. Uh, I think that's one of Sam Raimi's weaknesses. You can see it in the Spider-Man movie that he wrote. I believe he wrote Spider-Man 3. They're funny lines and they're silly lines, but it's not natural feeling at all. It's mostly just like one-off lines that are that are <laughs> just kind of dumb. But again, that is something that I, I find charming about the movie. Uh, the score is simple yet effective, I would say. I kept wondering throughout uh, with the, the hindsight of knowing that Danny Elfman would create a, a kind of partnership with Sam Raimi for a lot of his career, what would Danny Elfman's score for this movie sound like? And a part of me thought it would increase the silliness, make it better. But another part of me thinks Danny Elfman has a very kind of in-your-face, uh, bombastic style, I guess. And I don't know that that really would tonally fit with The Evil Dead. Because uh, as I said, it's a, it's a simple, low-budget movie. It's, it's kind of grimy and dirty. It's not as stylized as what I think uh, a lot of Danny Elfman's scores lend to. I do think the, the music is generally effective. Bruce Campbell is incredible. I think this is his worst performance of the three Evil Dead movies. That being said, it's the most reserved performance. When you get to the second movie and he's going groovy and he's in the past in the third movie and he's got the, the chainsaw in his hand, it's over the top and it's ridiculous. This is a much more straightforward horror movie. It's not really a horror comedy which uh, Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead 3 would veer into uh, horror comedy. And then Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness is like a adventure movie. It's not really even horror at all. So I do think Bruce Campbell's a good actor. I like his performance in this movie. I like that with a lot of the stunts, sometimes I, there were some stunts where it looked like it was Bruce Campbell. I think it was Bruce Campbell. It might've been a stunt person, but if it was Bruce Campbell, he really committed to throwing himself around. He's throwing himself into bookcases. He's launching himself across rooms into doors. It's very funny. I really enjoy watching it. Um, he, he's fully committed to this role. The, the effects are great. Uh, of course, they're mostly practical because it was 1981. There were college students or whatever. Um, whoever they hired or knew that did the effects 
hopefully uh, got a job in Hollywood for years after because the designs of the um, zombies, they have a name, they have a particular name. I don't know what it is off, off the top of my head, uh, but the designs of those monsters are very, very good. They're really cool looking. I like the eyes. I like that they're blood and black bile, like kind of spewing out of their mouth. It's disgusting, but it's a horror movie. You know, you that's the idea. That's the point. But it looks very cool. I know that Sam Raimi's brothers, Ted and Ivan Raimi, are in Evil Dead 2 as like stand-ins and the monsters or whatever, the deadites. I, I didn't look up whether they're in this. I think if it's the actors themselves that are in the prosthetics doing the, the stuff, they did a great job. If it's stand-ins, the stand-ins did a great job. Uh, the deadites are very weird and scary. Yeah, I guess. But it's mostly just kind of silly and weird and funny. I watched this for the first time as uh, an adult or close to an adult um, because I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I spent the majority of my life thinking I hated horror movies uh, until I watched Robert Eggers' The Witch in 2016 or 2017. I don't remember when I watched it. but And then I went from I hate horror movies to I hate horror movies, but I like The Witch, to I hate the big horror movies, but I like indie horror movies, to, well, I, I like classic horror movies, too, and I want to go back and rewatch those. And that was when I was about 18, and I started rewatching classic horror movies. And the first one I watched was Evil Dead. So I was 18 years old. I was an adult. I think if I watched this when I was 10, it would have scared the piss out of me. I really think it would have scared the crap out of me seeing it as an adult and recognizing that a lot of it is supposed to be funny i kind of can't i can't view it as anything other than that other than silly and funny but i really do think the scenes that are supposed to be scary are effective at being scary i'm just desensitized to that at this point in my life oh the stop motion at the end of the film is very cool i love stop motion I love that Sam Raimi uses stop motion a lot. I think he uses stop motion in Darkman as well, which I debated doing the review today for Darkman, but I thought that was a little too, uh, I chose Evil Dead. But stop motion is really cool. I think the camera effects, the, the way the camera is fluid and moving is really cool, especially for how low budget it was and how young they were when they made it. Uh, it does a form of the killer POV shot where it's a POV, but it's not of a killer. It's like of tree branches or of the wind or whatever. The final shot in the movie is incredible where the camera zooms through the cabin out the door and then like right up into Bruce Campbell's face. I love that shot. It's iconic. There's a shot that I believe appears in the background of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the main character, Nancy, is watching, is her name Nancy? I don't know. The main character of Nightmare on Elm Street is watching the Evil Dead at one point to stay awake. And there's a shot on the screen. That shot is also 
very cool. I think it's a Dutch angle. Uh, I've talked about in the past, I have a love-hate relationship with Dutch angles. Sam Raimi has a pass. He can do it. All his movies, I think, are weird enough to warrant Dutch angles. And this this film has a lot. I think there's probably more in Evil Dead 2. I'm thinking specifically about uh, the scene where Bruce Campbell's dancing. I'm pretty sure that's filled with Dutch angles. But there's a fair amount in this movie as well. Uh, I have a few miscellaneous notes here that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Gory, I think it is probably, I wouldn't say tame, but normal for a horror movie, looking from the perspective of we're in the future now. I imagine in 1981, this movie was kind of insane. Uh, I know someone tried to hit him with a uh, obscenity charge when this movie came out, which is really crazy to me. I can't imagine that happening with a horror movie modern day, but I guess 1981 was a different time. Most of it, I think, leans sillier gore than scary gore. Uh, the infamous tree scene, yeah, that's a little hard to watch. It probably didn't mean to be in the movie, to be honest, but it, it's there. And that's how most people know Evil Dead. So I, I think if you're, if you're basing any of your opinions on Evil Dead on that one scene, that's watch the rest of the movie. It's not all like that. Um, there's a Hills Have Eyes poster in the basement of the cabin. Just thought that was really cool. I like the Hills Have Eyes. I like Wes Craven. Um, yeah, I guess it's like sort of an influence. It's a 70s, 80s, small budget horror. I think they all have some similarities. Uh, I have written here, Scotty Chop Up Girlfriend. Spoiler alert. I should have mentioned that up top. I'm really spoiling some of it. Uh, I think that's in reference, well, I know it's in reference to the scene where Scotty chop up girlfriend, but uh, I believe I, I took note of that because that is probably the most intense or one of the most intense scenes in the movie. And I do think uh, the actor who plays Scotty as well as Bruce Campbell do a really good job of making that emotional because he is, he is chop up girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but it's still, it's not like tonal whiplash. It still fits within the movie. It's still gruesome and, and the blood, the blood covers the camera and makes everything tinted and red. That's a really cool shot. Uh, it's, it's very visceral, but it still feels emotional. And I do think that's the most emotional scene in the movie. I know a lot of the stuff between Ash, uh, Bruce Campbell's character and his girlfriend is supposed to be emotional i think that kind of falls short uh i hate the scene where he gives her the necklace i think it lasts way too long it's dumb but i don't know all in all i think there are very few unintentional weaknesses uh, i have it on blu-ray so when you watch it with better quality you can see the the metaphorical strings attached and i do think that detracts from the movie a little bit but honestly i think the best way to watch this is like a, a you know pos uh vhs copy where you barely can see what's going on anyway and watching it like that i i tend to believe it would be a close to perfect visual movie um as i mentioned the writing is not perfect 
uh, the music is great when it's there, but I think there are too many scenes that are that are absent. Uh, the Foley, like the Foley noise is really, really good. I love the sound effects. I think that's something that's an underrated aspect of most movies, but I really think it enhances Evil Ted. Uh, so all in all, I think it's one of my favorite 80s horror movies. I think it's interesting uh, with hindsight to know what it would evolve into, especially with how simple this is. I don't think it's the best Evil Dead movie. I don't think it's the worst Evil Dead movie. Uh, Evil Dead 2 is better. Army of Darkness and the remake are worse. The remake is the worst one. Don't at me. Um, but it's my favorite. It, it's the one I saw first. It's the first quote-unquote classic horror movie I ever watched with an open mind. And it you know holds a special place in my heart. I think it's a great movie to watch Halloween season. Watch it with your friends. It's dumb. You can laugh at it. Watch Evil Dead 2 after. Do a do a back-to-back -back movie marathon. That also would be fun to watch with your friends. Um, and I think it's simple enough that it could be a yearly watch. I wouldn't get bored of it, really. Ever. It's just something you watch and you laugh and you have a good time. And I kind of love movies like that. So all in all, good movie. I like Evil Dead, the, the critically acclaimed movie Evil Dead hot take i think it's good so that's going to be my review for this episode uh i know i said a lot of uhs and ums bear with me I'm, I'm trying i've never done this alone before i usually have greg to play off of it'll probably be a few weeks before we post again because as i mentioned greg's on vacation it's going to be a it's a pretty big trip i'm going to a cabin and then i have a, a family vacation i'm doing pretty soon afterward We'll probably get an episode or two in before I do my family vacation, but uh, the uploads will not be consistent for a while. And then after everything kind of cools down a little bit, hopefully we'll be able to crack down and do relatively consistent episodes. But until then, I have been Sam Brown. This has not been the final cut. No, that doesn't sound right. This has not been, I just said the same thing. This has been Not the Final Cut, uh, and I'll see you next time.